Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. I could tell it was my day to do the intro because you literally pushed the mic away from your face. That's right. You didn't want to talk. That's right. How are you feeling today, Chuck? It's Friday. Silent. Silent. I'm feeling, yeah. We got a weekend of NFL playoffs. And a Monday night playoff. You can game. finally go, playoffs? And we're we're here. Yeah. It's time. Nothing watch, nothing like watching a bunch of slave owners force, <laughs> you know. Watching a bunch of slaves duke it out on the field. Right. You know, at you their know, own risk. Nothing like just making those owners richer, you know. That's that's what I'm all about. Yeah, that's why I'm watching too, for sure. And then we get to watch our uh, our team lose on Monday, so that'll be fun. It'll be so sad. Hey, I've got a community announcement before we get Dumb Bleep of the Week going. This is a serious announcement. I know normally you think that I'm being super sarcastic about things, and in fact, I am. But right now, I'm not. This is serious. Let's get the serious time. Super serious. Last night, we have my wife and I have our storm door you know, we, we got the main door open. We just got the storm door closed, the glass door. And, uh, and your wife is turning into a blonde Cinderella. Sure. You got raccoons, birds, yep. squirrels, stray cats. A lot of stray cats. And now up walks to our window none other than this lady right here. All right. Now, if you're listening on the podcast, what we have here is a German Shepherd. It's one with the the darker face, and then you don't normally see them with the darker face, but it's a German Shepherd. She seems to be still in her Halloween costume. Full. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> this is a serious conversation about this poor little dog. All right, this thing walks up, and we're like, "Okay, this has got to be someone's dog." It's a German Shepherd. Those are pretty good dogs. Those are my favorite ones. I've grown up with those my whole life. But my wife and I aren't looking for another dog right now. Well, we don't have one. We're not looking for a dog right now. And she seems great. She's very sweet. She slept in our garage on a mattress last night. If anyone within driving distance of Nashville, and I'm offering this dog because she has either A, been severely neglected, or B, she's been lost for a very long time. One of those things. Uh, she's skin and bones. Her collar is leather and looks like it's leather from about a hundred years ago. It's been weathered for a while. No phone number or nothing. Nothing on there. No tag. Did you nothing. Check for a microchip. Um, Lacey took her today. No chip either. So she is very cute. She's cute. She's very sweet. She was already coming you up didn't and even put sheets on the mattress for her. Well, those are drop cloths that we had out there, and we just she was soaking wet. She's got no meat on her bones at all, and it was really cold last night. So those we look really sweet. We were just. Bunching her up. So if it anyone, looks like her nails have been trimmed, though. You know, they kind of do. In that picture. And so, unfortunately, in that case, what? Well, you know, someone who's going to neglect the dog like this. I'm telling you, there's. It's. You can just see the ribs and her, you know, her her backbone and everything, her spine. She hasn't eaten much in a while. Mm. So if someone's trimming her nails. They're doing that and then not feeding her. Maybe so she can't scratch them since they treat. Or like crap, I'm not really sure. That's what I said, Tom. Sounds like Nate has a dog now. Yeah. Welcome home. What'd you name her? 
that's not going to happen. Right now, she's Lassie 4 because my family always has German Shepherds named Lassie, except for the most recent one, my dad named her Lady, which is still Lassie. Annabellum. <laughs> so, no, just Lady. This is Liberty the dog. And if anyone is interested, you send me an email, <laughs> nate at goodmorningliberty.us, and we will. I want her to have a good home, just not mine. Mm. There, there's our public service announcement. And you're going to care for her until you find a home. Yeah, yeah. So if no one shows up, it's your dog. No, we will find. There is actually a German Shepherd rescue yeah. in Nashville. He does want to give up his liberty. Mm. <laughs> sure Dang does. it! I fell right into that one, huh? Wow. <laughs> you guys hear heard it here first. You knew this was going to backfire. Yeah. This whole time, you were planning on trying to do something serious, and you knew it was going to backfire. It's not possible to be serious. No. I can't do it. No, this is your dog now. <laughs> and if you give up liberty, then we're all doomed. We will, especially yeah. if we uh, make Mother Nature mad at us, which is going to be dumb bleep number one. When you said lady, by the way, all I can think in my mind is that song. Lady. Yeah. By Sticks. By yeah. Sticks. That's just, a good one. Just had Lady and... Liberty. Nice. It is Lady Liberty. How about wow. that? How in the world can you give her up now? Um, You know, we just don't want a dog. And she's, by we, I mean my wife she's does a, not want a dog. She's a beacon of hope. She is a beacon of hope. Look yes. at her. And she will stand out front and welcome all the immigrants into our house. You know, that's her job. Yeah. Stand out there with her torch. She's... I mean, she's starving. It's sad. Well, it's really sad. I'm glad you fed her so now she knows where to eat at. I know. Yeah. When she first came up, Lacey was like, nope, we're not feeding her. She'll, she's never going to leave. And I was like, you go give her some food. Make that dog right a sandwich. Now. And so after I got done feeding her, <laughs> she didn't leave. She ended up she, sleeping in the garage last night. Yeah. It got cold. We felt bad, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number one is going to go to Ellen... Degenerous. Degenerate. Degenerate. <laughs> oh, I know the, the serious stuff going on in California. We have not talked about how climate change is trying to take care of our California problem right now. But it's been it's trying to annex it is. California off mm -hmm. the off the contiguous United States. Now in all seriousness, very sad. You don't want people to go through hard times. That's just a joke. I don't actually think Mother Nature is trying to wipe California no. off the map. But Ellen some does. people from California in here. I, th I think Daisy's from California. How's it going out there, Daisy? Can you hear us? <laughs> We've got Daisy out in the Daisy out in the field. Oh, we'll talk about that. Loving the rain. Well, yeah. Oh, she's loving the rain. I okay, guess we, well, well, we won't hear about that drought for a little bit, huh? To, Taking care of some of the water problems, I, I reckon. Wildfires? Is it drowning out the wildfires? I, they, you see? Mother Nature listened. <laughs> they did the right dances. They sacrificed the right liberties. And now Mother Nature is like, all right, y'all needed water. I saw the articles and I heard on the Huffington Post about the need for water. Yep. And now everyone's complaining about it. Uh, let's hear what Ellen you had to Ellen say. Ellen needs a dog? Um, I, she needs something. I'm not quite sure what it is right now, though. It's a great screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> she looks so good. <laughs> Old Eminem. Let's go. Horses? 
So one too many rain dances. That is what she's decided has happened. Mm. Got to be nicer to Mother Nature because Mother Nature is not happy with us. I know that maybe she didn't mean it literally, but I do feel like a lot of people on the left do take that literally. And I think the reason I thought this is so dumb is because this book I've mentioned several times, Return of the Primitive, that I'm reading by Ayn Rand right now. And that Return of the Primitive sounds a lot like... Uh, Ellen would fit into that book at the moment, thinking that somehow there is this nature god that we need to appease that is upset with the amount of CO2. And you see a lot of politicians mention this as well. Gavin Newsom has done it. A lot of people on the left had said, has said, oh, we're, you know, Mother Nature's mad. We got to take better care of Mother Nature. Nancy Pelosi, Newsom, a bunch of them have came on and and acted like there's some kind of God that is upset with us and that we need to sacrifice our, our productivity to the gods. Probably should sacrifice your firstborn. Yeah. Yeah. Now, just like they did in the Mayan cultures. Toss them into a volcano. There's one erupting somewhere right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just do that. Remember that, uh, that uh, uh, Inca girl they found? That They found her frozen. She still had blood in her body. Really? Yeah, she was like from the 1400s or something like that, from the Incan Empire. Mm. Yeah, and was uh, found frozen solid. She still had blood in her body. It was crazy. Um, she seemed to be a sacrifice for for the weather. And it doesn't seem like it worked out because look at what's, look at what's happening in California. Well, and Mother Nature is way off. Surely she knows that California is where most of her fans are. And, and all, you know, all the worshipers are out there in California. Like, why would you try and punish California right. for this? They're doing, they, if anyone, they've done the most to make mother happy. Yeah. These are the people who say trust the science also. <laughs> in case you were wondering, that's mm. them. All right, that's dumb bleep number one. Charlie does have a hard stop. Oh, God, this one's already up. Dumb bleep number two. Now, this was actually from, that. just so you know, we do our dumb bleeps on Fridays, as you can tell. So anything that happens... After our episode, until the next episode, qualifies. So even something from last weekend, it goes from the last episode up to this episode. And unfortunately, Jimmy Fallon, who used to be kind of funny. He still is on certain things. Some things are pretty funny, like yeah. the notes that he does, mm-hmm. whatever those are. I think that maybe after all this time, it's not as funny as it used to be. But I think it's a pretty funny idea. Yeah. It was Alpha, Ben Delta, Ben Cringe. Imagine, if you will, a virus so powerful and so deadly (laughs) that this was necessary to make people aware 
and afraid and take precautions. Can you imagine yeah. something so violent? You literally couldn't pay me enough money to do something like this. Oh, you could pay me enough money to do it. Oh, I don't think you could. Someone walks up there, a billion dollars. You wouldn't do that for a billion dollars. I don't even know if that would be enough. It's enough. Honestly, I'd do it for about 10K right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put a down payment on a, on a Tesla truck, you know, yeah. on a cyber truck. So anyway, I would do it. No, this propaganda is getting gross. It's, it's so hard to watch. It is so cringe. I don't even know. What's the Gen Z word for it? I wish I knew. I, cringe, it's, isn't that with a Gen Z word? Is that a Gen no? Z word? I don't know. Any Gen Zers out there tell us what cringe is in Gen Z language? It is so bad. And, it, <laughs> you know, I thought, like, come on, Barbie, let's go party one was mm -hmm. bad. And then this is this is pretty bad. Or what about the uh, oh, the vaccine, the, dun, 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 the one that Colbert did? Uh, that yeah. was a really bad one. Man. But now we got to do this. We've lost all of our late night hosts, except for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. That's the only one that we got left out there. Really? Okay. I don't even know if that's, I'd watch that one. <laughs> that's Alan. We've had him on the show before. I was just on the oh, show a couple okay. weeks ago. Uh, okay. It's too late. Sorry. Oh, man. That was almost a good shout out. <laughs> it almost was. We've lost all I, of them. Well, I was in the late night show. Mm. track and they've changed so much yeah. recently plus yeah. you didn't get invited on last time it was just I, me you know when i was a kid it was like you know you had david letterman and, mm -hmm. and jay leno like the standards letterman was good yeah for a while mm -hmm. um and then jimmy fallon came on scene and he was good for a while and now they're all just the the mouthpiece it's just gross it's gross <laughs> all right we'll move on to the next thing that is possibly gross so in case everyone was wondering, uh, apparently there's a, a new COVID variant out there. You got to wear your mask, all right, when you go into a facility, it's whatever X it is. XBB.1.5. Because that definitely works. Mm. The science is clear. It is. You got to take your vaccine that definitely works and wear your mask that definitely works. We're still banned on YouTube, aren't we? Yep. yep. We can say whatever we want right okay. now. Totally fine. Okay. This is kind of a two-parter here. Charlie... Let everyone know what Bernie Sanders is saying for number three. It's been a while since Bernie made dumb bleep. He's coming on with a with a couple. Number okay. three is going to be called Bernie Sanders. All right. He tweets out, when Jonas Salk invented the polio vaccine, he refused to patent it. The decision cost him an estimated $7 billion. When Stephanie Bansel. Mm. St Stefan or Stefani. St uh, Stefani. Yeah. Bansel. Moderna CEO got taxpayer funding for the COVID vaccine. He became a billionaire overnight and is now worth $6.2 billion. End this greed. So when I saw the thing about Jonas Salk and not patenting the polio vaccine, I was like, okay, that's a cool story. You know, that's what a great person. So altruistic to help mm -hmm. people out. And so I wanted to look that up. And a couple links down, you get a couple things refuting that. And so if I go to this biotech now, I also saw something from Mises, and it's also included in someone's book as well. And uh, this is someone from Duke University. As pointed out by Robert Cook, Deegan at Duke University, when Jonas Salk asked rhetorically, would you patent the sun during his famous television interview with Edward Murrow, 
He did not mention that lawyers from the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis had looked into patenting the SALT vaccine and concluded that it could not be patented because of prior art, that it would not be considered a patentable invention by standards of the day. So when he talked about whether or not it was patented, they say Salk implied that the decision was a moral one. But Jane Smith, in her history of the Salk vaccine, patenting the son, notes that whether or not it, he believed what he said, the idea had actually been checked and uh, they couldn't patent it. And that is why it was not patented. Mm. So that's stage one of this Bernie thing. I want everyone to know that because I've heard that before from a lot of people. They went to patent it or checked in to see if it could be, mm -hmm. and it wasn't. So then they yes. didn't. So then they went out there and said, no, we refuse to patent this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look how good we... Probably saved a lot of people's lives. I'm not, I'm not just trying to hate on Salk here, okay? Now, Bernie is really mad about this COVID vaccine and how much money Moderna is making and how much money their CEO has made. And it's really weird, like when you force a bunch of people to take something, you, you have the government forcefully take money from us, and then you give it to them for a product. And then they make a lot of money. And they make a lot of money on it. That they stole from you and give to them. It's weird. Who could have seen this coming? No. So No one. All right, he, he continues on. I sent a letter today to the CEO of Moderna with a simple message. In the midst of a public health crisis, quadrupling the price of a publicly funded COVID-19 vaccine is unacceptable corporate greed. Now, here's what I really liked about this letter that he sent. He sends it over to Mr. Bansell or whatever. And he says, Yesterday, the Wall Street Journal reported that Moderna is considering more than quadrupling the price of its COVID vaccine after the supply that the U.S. government purchased and distributed to Americans at no cost <laughs> is depleted. So there's first right there. The U.S. government purchased it, and then they gave it to people at no cost. It was free. If we could somehow knock down that argument, we'd be able to knock down a bunch of the stupid stuff that these people say all the time because people still really do think that something's going to be free. Mm -hmm. they, they did not give it to Americans at no cost. The, the government purchased it with Americans' money. That's how it worked. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is says that that was free for Americans. Okay? The next stage when he talks about Moderna raising their prices... He says Medicare and other government programs that will continue covering the vaccine without, they will continue without cost sharing for patients. Your decision will cost taxpayers billions of dollars. And so on the next stage, when he talks about Moderna raising their prices, he says, well, since, Moderna, since Medicare has to cover that, you guys are going to cost taxpayers a bunch of money. I just found it really. And also will <laughs> increase the price of helvet, private health insurance yeah. premiums. I thought it was really cool that when the government took your money and they paid for the vaccine, it didn't cost you anything. When Moderna decided to raise the prices, that's going to cost taxpayers billions of dollars after Medicare covers it. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting how these things work. It's almost yeah. like it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't have to. And how do you go about using the government to push this through? And then you want to have all of the, you want to force people to take it or just put them out of work if they don't whatever, and require that everyone takes it if they work at a hospital or whatever it is, they're government contractors, and then complain about the company making a bunch of money afterwards. Yeah. And not only did people pay for it, but it, you're still paying for it, by the way. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what happened with inflation. 
Like, Part of it. Your eggs went from eighty nine cents to five dollars. Oh, the eggs are so five. Expensive. Where are you finding five dollar eggs? You're not. Jeez, is it more than that? It's pretty bad. It's how bad is it? It's well. See, I get we get the uh, like the cage free. Oh yeah, um, you're, you're rich. For you now. know the the moral eggs. <laughs> you know those are expensive. Yeah, those are really bad. Seven, seven, eight bucks yeah. <laughs> if you want to get those. Okay, that's number three. Number four, Gavin, as Amanda and Maurice call them, Gavin with the good hair, Newsome. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, everyone Homelander. who's listening. I know you're like, what is all this? I wanted to talk about gas stoves. This guy's mannerisms and everything remind me of Homelander, Homelander from The Boys. The Amazon show, Homelander. Yeah. Just like him. He is so fake. If you watch his face, all the little fake gestures that he's making, he even makes fake sounds. He doesn't seem real, I'm, like a real person. He is gearing up to run for president, Probably. and he is having Biden toppled at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's got guys planting documents all over the place right now. I'm telling you, it's him. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we will be talking about the documents, the stoves. We're going to bring back in the fat kids taking their meds because that's the only option. All those things are coming up on Dumb Bleep of the week. But number four is Gavin Newsom with this great video that I've had in the stack all day that we have not played. Just a little bit of gaslighting here from one of the fakest guys I've seen. You know, in our finest hours, California has has been, well, freedom's force multiplier, protecting liberty from a rising tide of oppression, taking root in state houses, weaknesses, masquerading as strength, small men in big offices. (laughs) More than any people, More than any people in any place, California has bridged the historical expanse between freedom for some and freedom for all. California, the beacon of freedom. Yes. The beacon of liberty. So free. Yeah. It's the greatest state. He looks just like Homelander. Tell me he doesn't. Uh, I, I can see that. I can see it. Yeah. I think it's the hair that's really throwing me off. Yeah. Imagine he had blonde hair. It's Homelander. It's a pretty good show if no one watches it. I, I enjoy that show. Same mannerisms mm. and everything. I started Kaleidoscope last night, by the way. Yeah. It's good. Isn't he good? Yeah. Nice. You really got to pay attention to it. I have to wait, mm. unfortunately, for the wife to be ready. Oh. Because I can't watch it without her. So. Great. That's really awesome. Yeah, so here's what's bothering me. Now, uh, J.B. Pritzker from Illinois did the same thing that we played. We played a video earlier in the week where he said that Illinois was a place for liberty, forever, for freedom, for everyone. As he was banning assault weapons. (laughs) Literally, but it was a place where everyone could come and be free. But they've increased their abortion (laughs) rights. So, And now Gavin Newsom is doing the same thing, and this actually works for people. I think that are on the left, as long as yeah, as long as they don't pay attention or care about other liberties and freedoms that that people want, like opening their businesses during COVID, like choosing like whether that. or not you want to have a vaccine in your body, yeah, or a gas stove, <laughs> a gas stove, <laughs> probably, yeah, you know, or if you want to buy, uh, if well, you want to buy an, a, a combustion engine vehicle in in ten years, or go to the beach, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Or have a have a gun. It's this type of gaslighting that really it gets me boiling. Especially when he's like, his fake. I'm. We we are the state. I'm telling you, every move 
every move of his face and grunt and thing that he made is in the script. Yep. It's all there. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's all it's all so fake. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And this yeah. guy's gonna run. I'm telling you, he's gonna be the front runner. He is. I can tell because yeah. he's the fakest one of the bunch. And that's what people want. Lie to me harder, daddy. That's what they want. And he won pretty handedly during mm -hmm. the elections. So, Okay, number four, Gavin Newsom. All right, don't believe number five. Charlie, go ahead. USC. That's the... Uh, University of, of Southern California. There's a lot of California <laughs> today in don't believe. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. The University of Southern California, USC, will no longer use the word field <laughs> over racist connotations the university of southern california school of social work will no longer use the word field in its curriculum saying it may have racist connotations <laughs> usc's suzanne dwark peck charlie have you heard this before right now i have not you i can tell how school surprised you are <laughs> social work said the change was critical to support anti-racist social work and inclusive inclusivity the department specifically decided to remove the word field from its curriculum and replace it with practicum, according to the letter, which was dated Jan 9 and shared to Twitter. Quote, this change supports anti-racist racist social work practice by replacing language that would be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favor of inclusive language. Language can be powerful in phrases such as going into the field or field work. <laughs> May, maybe have connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers that are not benign. So. Oh, man. Especially when, especially when the slaves take the field this weekend <laughs> for the playoffs. And that's, it's all come full it's all, circle. Yeah, that makes sense now. They're bought and sold and traded by these owners and they play mm. on a field as i said where they sometimes die and have to be resuscitated i'm going to hold true on my idea that if the government wants to take over something let them fully take over the universities because they basically already have and if they could go ahead and finish running those things into the ground i think that would be great i really it's, do it's like so much virtue signaling it's like look at what we're doing but it's so stupid i know I know. It's not even... It, the, no it, one cares about this. It doesn't change anything. Normally a virtue signal needs to be something that someone cares about. No, it's, it's, it's a way for them to say, look at what we're doing. We're even better than you. Yeah, because silence is violence. True. So now they're actually, they're, they're doing something. They're removing words. Now what about... It's, so the word field has to be associated with slavery. Nothing else. Yeah. Like farming, just in general, the way that people have stayed alive forever. There's no other thing that it could possibly be associated with. It's slavery. That's yeah. it. Yeah, when your dad's in the field, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's just like slavery. USC says they are joining other universities across the nation and making changes to their institution to, quote, honor and acknowledge inclusion and reject white supremacy, anti-immigrant, and anti-blackness ideologies. We are committing to further align our actions, behaviors, and practices with anti-racism and anti-oppression, which requires taking a close and critical look at our profession, our history, our biases, and our complicity in the past and current injustices. I think they should get rid of the college. 
<laughs> they should. You the know why? The institution itself is racist, and requiring anyone to have a degree in anything is inherently racist because it was only white people that used to be able to go to college. So we should just get rid of – plus, they have a football field mm-hmm. on their campus. Now – there's USC track and field. Yeah. Okay. Well, they uh, they got to get rid of that. It's track and practicum. <laughs> yeah. Guys, <laughs> when you see the players take the practicum, <laughs> you'll know. <laughs> yeah. This is now. What about no, the campus? T-Dub, it's not field hockey. It's practicum hockey. <laughs> what about what about campus though, Charlie? <laughs> What does campus mean in Latin? All right. More meanings for uh, campus is uh, plain or field. <laughs> field. Field. The okay. F word. Cool. Cool. Just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> they got to get rid of that too. Luckily, no one, probably no one at the university is getting enough education to think all the way through mm, that one, no. I guess. Not so on campus, fine. they're not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say the word field on this campus. <laughs> oh, God. That's dumb bleep number five. Yeah. All right. We uh, we talked about this when they did it. This was in 2021. Thanks to whoever sent this into the live group and everyone else who sent in all this stuff into the, the private Discord, by the way, who did that by going to joingmail.com. Uh Evanston, Illinois, which is close to Chicago, they decided they were going to do reparations. And so let's see a little bit of their story about why they're doing these reparations, what their plan is. And then let's check in and just see how stuff's, let's just see how it's going. You know, I'm interested in how it's going. I'm just grateful and thankful that um, this is happening, that um, I'm here alive to see it happening. You know, well, of course, my great-grandparents isn't here. Neither are my grandparents. Um, But their offsprings is. And so we get to benefit for the uh, hardship that they went through. Uh, That said, in 2019, Evanston City Council uh, approved $10 million over 10 years for this uh, reparations plan. That's what the video is saying. Fund is paid for by a 3% tax on legalized weed and community donations. In March 2021, the council voted to begin the 400K to help black residents. This is in March of 2021. Stuff, you know, we just went through in 2020. It's a pretty popular thing to come out with your reparations plans mm-hmm. afterwards. Um Let's check in and see what's going on. From the Daily Caller, Chicago suburbs plan to fund reparations through marijuana sales tax backfires. Evanston, Illinois, Chicago suburb suburb attended to fund its racial reparations program through a tax on legal marijuana, a plan that backfires spectacularly, according to the Washington Post. The city planned to fund reparations through $10 million in marijuana taxes from three dispensaries that were expected to open beginning in 2019. But only one of those dispensaries materialized, bringing in far below the projected 500000 to 750000 per year in tax revenue, according to the Post. As a result, only 16 people have received reparation funds, while there are 106 people on the waiting list, and at least five people have died waiting for their payments. Oh, God. So they have an issue going on in Illinois. They do have legalized 
recreational weed, but it is very hard to start a dispensary. Um, some of that stems from there are federal laws also that make it tough to deal with banks, things like that. And when it comes to those, all of those things were well known, by the way, when they talked about this thing that they were going to do. Uh, just, just so everyone knows that. To qualify for reparations, residents must be black and have evidence that they have an ancestor who lived in Evanston between 1919 and 1969 when the city was segregated, according to the Post. The $25,000 reparation payment is only available to homeowners and can only be used on home improvements or purchasing a home, despite the fact that only 35% of black Evanston residents own homes. The city has only spent $400,000 on reparations so far, falling short of the $10 million goal. Well, there's still time to spend 10 mil. Don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. According to the Post, recipients spent the money paying down mortgages and making repairs to roofs and windows, and one recipient balled out on marble in an upgraded bathroom, according to Rue Simmons, a local woman who championed the program. So they do this. They're going to spend the money. They promise people they're going to have reparations. You know what bothers me is they, they like now this, the person who had that, that video, big page mm-hmm. all over the place, they put out this. The people in Evanston, they get the virtue signal about how they're doing reparations. And they all feel good. All the people around there are like, look, we're actually doing something. They know the whole time that it's almost impossible to open up a dispensary. And then there's another problem, which is that their taxes in Illinois are so high on that stuff that most of the people still buy it. From their dealer. On the, uh, from their dealer. Yeah. And so they're not making the money to pay for the reparations like they said they were going to. And what bothers me is that they also knew that this was an issue. When they did the reparations, they knew what the laws were, but the people were more concerned with signaling than they were planning, even though they're planning things and talking about it. And look, of course, what people went through is not good. We don't agree with segregation, but just as the woman in the very beginning exclaimed that the people that actually were hurt by it aren't there anymore. That's true. Well, unless they're... You see this, they have this idea that and it, it, it will work it's true for some people but if your family say 60 70 years ago was held down then you weren't able to create that generational wealth but they are assuming that everyone would have had generational wealth had they not been held back and in fact most people end up not having that like your family's white did you did your mom have a are you kidding me right now get a phone call Oh, no. How am I not on airplane mode? You didn't have it on airplane mode. Luckily, I got my my Apple Watch on. Smart Watch. How about that? Mm. I'm going to take care of that. So they assume that people are going to have some kind of wealth built up, but I don't think, you know, your family probably didn't just have wealth. They were white the whole time, I bet. Or they're going to be able to take this $25,000 and clearly... <laughs> Solves the problem. ...build wealth from it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's which ridiculous. Is, which, by the way, was taken in taxes from the people in the area in the first place. So it's still not good. Yeah. And you can only use it if you already own a home in the area, which already puts you like in the top 5% of, of people. Top, anyway, top 10, 35%. Top 35% yeah. of people. Yeah. I guess if you're segregating out by, yeah, by race. Right. Yeah. Top 35% of people. 
terrible plan all around. Someone said in the group, this is actually a, uh, it's kind of a white pill <laughs> to see it <laughs> fail like this. But I just get upset when, because most people are not going to hear about this. This is why it bothers me. Most people don't know how this went. All they know is that their politicians solve the problem by doing reparations. How about, I have a good reparations plan. Okay. We just, don't we just quit taxing them? Stop taking money from people? Yeah, stop taking money from people. Mm. Let them use their money how they see fit. I think that would be a great reparation plan. And I would be fine if they start with only black people. I would too. Yeah. No income tax, it. no taxes for black people. I'm fine with that. None. Let's do it. We'll start there. The entire system's unfair. I can't say it's unfair for them to not pay taxes. Yeah. It's unfair for all of us. If we're going to go down the road of reparations, stop stealing money from people. Mm-hmm. We'll start there. All right. Let's move on to, man, we got so little time right now. Number seven. All right. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders bans the term Latinx on her first day in office. Bans it. Bans it. Outright. Mm -hmm. Now, first off, that's a misleading headline. She banned it in official government, you know, documents and yeah. stuff. It sounds like Arkansas has banned that word. Mm -hmm. Can't say it. You know? Much like Florida banned gay. Yes. <laughs> so don't say Latinx yeah. bill. Can't say Latinx. <laughs> or, however it is that you Latinx. say it. I'm not sure. Within hours of being sworn in as the new governor of Arkansas, Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed an executive order Tuesday banning the term Latinx from official use in the state government. So it's just official use in the state government. And it, it is one of the first, if not the first, executive order of its kind, Tabitha Bonilla, an associate professor of human development and social policy, told NBC News. It was one of seven orders signed by Sanders, a Republican, right after taking the oath. The other ones focused on prohibiting Arkansas schools from teaching critical race theory, budgeting, and spending, as well as other government affairs. Most of these executive orders are consistent with the rhetoric Sanders campaigned on, except for one, banning Latinx or Latinx, whatever you want to say, a gender neutral. Oh. I wanted to get to why did they, why did she do it? All right. Quote, it is something that seems to be tied to things that they object to, which is really anything that prioritize mar prioritizes marginalized people and marginalized points of view, Morales <laughs> said. I love that they say marginalized people and marginalized points of view. That's a very specific distinction also. Yeah. That's an important distinction. What is a marginalized point of view, you think? <sighs> like something that is so dumb, almost no one thinks that you should do it? In fact, if you ask most people, um, oh, oh, um, don't. Yeah, I brought that. Don't worry. Of uh, uh, oh, sorry. Here, here it is, right here. Only two percent of those polled refer to themselves as Latinx, while sixty-eight percent call themselves Hispanic, and twenty-one percent favored Latino or Latina to describe their ethnic background, according to the survey, uh, which is a top Democratic firm specializing in the Latino outreach. So, one of the top firms, literally two percent. This is the of Hispanic people. Even forty, even, even more important, forty percent said that Latinx bothers or offends them to some degree. And so, what also is interesting here is basically Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who I'm sure we disagree with tons of stuff on, was basically saying that these are this is actually pejorative and ethnically insensitive. Yeah. That's why she was banning yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, most of them actually hate it. 
The dumb, as Costco said, I think Costco is the one that put it in the group. The dumb is actually the article about it. Not so much that they banned it from the government usage. I was thinking what I would do as a libertarian, like, would I ban this? I would just say, no, whatever you were going to put Latinx on, we don't need to be doing that thing in the first place. Yeah. So I don't have to ban it. It's offensive <laughs> to the very people you're saying that you're trying to include. Like Whatever that program is that you're writing down on a piece of paper, let's ax that program in the first place. I don't care where the X goes. It's fine. The that next thing was so dumb. The next thing goes to number eight goes to the media covering for Biden's document scandal like I'd never seen before. You think they've been covering? Holy crap. Every article I read, every article I read has a link that says, see how Biden's d- classified documents differ from Trump's. Yeah. Every article, New York Times, Washington Post, all of them have a link to why this is different from Trump. And, and why Trump's was worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, So here's a little bit more cover from CNN saying White House aides process to pack up Biden's workspaces was muddled and hurried as he used his office until the final minutes of his vice presidency. <laughs> so now they are throwing out there that everything was just so crazy. This nuts whirlwind. It makes total sense you know, why the, he might leave a few things behind. You know, the the vice president, they're so they're so busy and they were. There's just no way they could take care of all these documents. Now, I saw a lot of people on the right making this excuse for Trump. I think there's more of an excuse for Trump because, well, first off, I mean, he might have just taken the stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't. But they were still kind of thinking they were going to stay in the White House there for a bit, you know, for a minute there. Mm-hmm. And like, we're going to try and, and stay here. They had a little bit shorter amount of time in preparation to get out of there. Biden knew for sure. He had known for four years that that was gonna that, he was gonna, that, that was going to be the day yeah. he was leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so we can go through here a little bit more. They talk about the chaotic closing days. You're not going to see any of this stuff. Do you think Trump had chaotic closing days? No. At the end of his presidency? Well, you're seeing all this for for Biden right now. Even when you go through CNN, it says, opinion, I worked on document handling issues in the government. Here's why Biden's and Trump's cases are different. Next one. See how Republicans downplayed Trump classified documents, but pounced on Biden. The next one, Schumer. Biden handling of classified docs is complete contrast to Trump. Because they were locked. Because <laughs> they were locked up in the garage, man. Mm, it's no right. joke. That's right. Not only that, they're starting to jump on conspiracy theories, Charlie. Conspir- wild theories that it, actually we've uh, talked about here on this show, and I don't think that they're nuts, but they're actually oh, I saw this. God, they're actually throwing out these theories about what happened here. Here's a couple. I've never Trump. seen a, a luckier person than Donald Trump. Just as we're this close well, to getting him, but you somehow know these but it, documents you know what, appear. Does it feel like oppo research to you? Does it feel like the Republicans are behind it? It's I, not. I it did originally, but I'm sorry, sorry, but not not now. I'm also aware of the fact that. Things can be planted on people. Things can be planted in places uh, and then discovered conveniently. That may be what has occurred here. Should lo- we should look underneath Guam. <laughs> we might be hiding papers underneath. Probably Guam under at the bottom at the bottom the underneath part of yeah. the island. You know, which is why he might be afraid for it to tip over. <laughs> I don't think that these conspiracies are that crazy. But Trump also said that documents could have been planted. And the point is, they could have been. 
They could have. Just like we talked about earlier in the week. You're telling me there's no way the intelligence community would ever do this. You don't think they're trying to out Biden too? There's there's not a single thing that would that I could say there's no way the intelligence community would do that afterwards. No. There's not a single thing. And oh joy. How, just how lucky is this Donald Trump? We're so close to nabbing him and throwing him in prison where he belongs. Luckiest man and in the world. Look, these documents appear. You got five that minutes. Our beloved president took when he was vice president. <laughs> All right. Dumb bleep number nine. We just went, gloss over. Yeah, we went over this already in yesterday's episode and the day before that and the day before that. It's the Biden administration considers banning gas stoves over health concerns. Uh, this was because one of the uh, members, uh, somebody who works on the consumer protection, whatever that. Something that shouldn't government exist. Government bureaucracy exists. In a Bloomberg interview said that it was on the table. Mm-hmm. And then the CPSC said, it's not on the table. It would never be on the table, but it's on the table. This is another yes. one that was good from this article we hadn't talked about yet. Senator Cory Booker and uh, Representative Don Bayer, both of the uh, Democrats, wrote a letter to the agency last month urging the commission to address the issue on calling the harmful emissions from gas stoves, quote, a cumulative burden on black, Latino, and low-income households. So something this is racist. Mm. Gas stoves are racist. Now they didn't capitalize black right there. I'm gonna have to send them an email about that. And they use Latino. <clears throat> yeah. What's so, up with that? It's the, all they care about is the men. Clearly can't pay attention. I've seen some <laughs> really good stuff when it comes this is funny. It's one of those things that people jump on and it's been really fun mm. to make fun of. And there's so many things like we've been saying if you like your stove, you can keep your stove. Yeah. I saw somebody post the other day that they lost their stove in a, a horrible boating accident. The, the LP posted that the other yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted this morning well, a couple different things. I said a, a government big enough to uh, subsidize your stove is big enough to take it away. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. No one else really did, but we lost our blue check mark. It's gone. Uh-huh. I had to send the thing out. I'll tell you what, like I'll post something and like 50 people see it right now. We're getting shadow banned. So we got the, if you like your stove and keep your stove, I thought the big enough to take it away thing was good. Stoves for me, but not for thee has been pretty good also. Mm. A lot of good stuff to say about this out there. They found a stove that Biden was hiding. (laughs) It's been been (laughs) fun. Inside it were documents. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last thing, yeah, Charlie, you know, you're the one who does the best fat rants around here. Don't believe number 10, fat kids. Just need this newly approved medication and surgery. So this is the AP tweeting this out, but children struggling. Oh, sorry. I was just going to important stuff right here. The group's guidance takes into consideration that obesity is a biological problem and that the condition is complex, is a complex chronic disease. Obesity is not a lifestyle problem. It is not a lifestyle disease. It predominantly emerges from biological factors. So... It's not your fault, by the way. The guidelines come as, a new, as new drug treatments for obesity in kids have emerged, including approval late last month of Wegovi, a weekly injection for use in children ages 12 and older. So it's yeah. not diet and exercise, folk. 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 <laughs> Folks. It's, uh, it's the fact that it's, you know, biological. 
And I do think genes do play an important part on, you know, whether or not you take on. Who's uh, wearing jeans these days? That. <laughs> However, you know, a hundred years ago, people didn't really have a problem with obesity. <laughs> it is kind of weird, right? Yeah. Now I've been thinking a lot about this. Maybe it has something to do with our, maybe it has something to do with all of our food. You know, there's a lot more stuff on our food these days. Uh, there's a lot of people with thyroid conditions mm-hmm. out there. I don't know if those thyroid conditions have always been out there and we just weren't able to test for it or what exactly it was. I guess I don't want to roll through these because I have them no, all the, listed already. The actual already. problem, by the way, is sugar. <clears throat> you think sugar. that's it? Oh, yeah. The increase in sugar in our diets has gone up dramatically. That's all you have to look at. Is it the processed Oh yeah. sugar, you think, worse Every- than... Say you're well, natural. Things that didn't used to have sugar have sugar now. Mm-hmm. And we're, we just constantly consume sugar in almost everything that we eat and drink. And it's just, um, mm. it, it's far exceeded what it should have been in our diets that has caused most everything. And then on top of that, it was the government's food pyramid mm. the, where they had all mm. these grains and stuff. Make at the sure bottom. you eat your bread. All this bread and grains, all these terrible, you know, uh, processed carbohydrates that aren't good for you. The only really good carbohydrates that you can that you can eat are what come from fruits and pause on carbohydrates. I want to continue this conversation. I'm just explaining the rest no, no. Of dumb bleep. All I want to do is tell them so they can be voting while we we continue this. Oh, okay. Because I I did want to talk about a couple other things. Number one was Ellen talking about Mother Nature. And she's mad at California right now. Number two is Jimmy Fallon's COVID cringy <sighs> propaganda. Number three is Bernie being mad that Moderna's making a bunch of money after wanting to force people to uh, buy their product. Number four and was sending them money. Newsom and free the the freedom loving Californians. Number five is USC banning the word field on campus. Number six is Evanston, Illinois reparations fail. Number seven is Sarah Huckabee Sanders banding Latinx because she hates marginalized people. Mm. Um, number eight is this crazy media cover for the Biden docs scandal, which someday, years from now, we will be told that Biden had no scandals. Mm-hmm. Number nine, the gas stoves saga. The gas stove lighting saga that we have going on <laughs> right now. And number 10 are the fat kids that just need to take this medication. Charlie's talking about complex carbohydrates. Well, y'all get your votes in. Yeah. Get your votes in. I was just going to wrap up and say that the, you know, I I really think the number one problem is sugar. Yeah. I I think that has contributed to the most problems. I mean, look, look at the surge in diabetes, right? The surge in obesity. Sugar is a very, sugar is very corrosive when there's too much in your bloodstream. So it leads to all kinds of vascular issues. Uh, not just diabetes, um, but that's why people with diabetes lose their limbs and stuff because it destroys all the little capillaries and mm. stuff. Um, and then sugar that isn't used, um, it's turned into fat. Mm. It's not really the fat that you eat that harms you. It's the sugar. In fact, the best I felt in in the last 15 years was when I was essentially only eating fat. Like that was it. And I, look, I'm not going to advocate for like the carn- carnivore diet or anything like that because I do think some carbs are appropriate. You should get nutrition advice from a nutritionist because mm, I'm not one. Not us. Yeah. However, I will say that um, if you eat natural sugars, that's what's going to be best for you. Which is why we need to talk about the subsidization of the 
sugar, sugar the sugar, sugar tariffs. Mm-hmm. That's you right. know, that's uh, that's what happened to everyone. And also, Charlie, I wanted to say, I feel like a while back in PE. Remember PE in school? Yeah. I feel like people used to have to do more stuff. Used to have to. Used to have to mm-hmm. do more stuff in PE. Like they would run. They run around the track and all that. And uh, maybe a little bit more physical exercise happening. And I haven't been in school in a while, but I have a sneaking suspicion that it's not quite what it used to be, say, uh, like back in the 70s and 80s right now with PE. You don't even really have to participate anymore. Yeah. You can just sit on all the sidelines. But that's another thing. And just a general uh, loss of the, the personal responsibility among er- almost everyone look, as the, well. The votes are spread thin. But it All looks right. like number five, USC bans the word field, is going to win. So Is that true? It, it's got the most votes. You guys got five seconds. If anyone is going to pull a vote or do whatever, you got five. Five is now getting more. Four, three, two, one and a half. Dumbest thing of the week, USC bans the word field. All right, yeah. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to be a voter, then you got to go sign up. Join gml.com. Join gml.com. Pay your poll tax. For the dumb bleep of the week, which also gets you into the running for the dumb bleep of the year, and then also gets you invited to Nate Fest. So coming up on 1,000 episodes, that's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Should we quit? Keep going? You decide. Um, the live group decides. Hey, don't forget about this dog, Lady Liberty. Oh, please. All right. Send me an email, nate at goodmorningliberty.us. If you are looking for a, just, she's so, she's so sweet. She looks precocious and full of wonderment. She is. She's, she, I saw her this morning and she looked sprightly, you know? She was all happy. So go to natesdog.com. <laughs> Let me get the URL. <laughs> To pick up Lady Liberty there. Uh, I think you should keep her. Or Nate at US. I'm not keeping her. I think you should. No, I'm it not looks like to. she would belong right I'm not going to keep family. her. Mm-mm. Lady Liberty. Nope. Mm-mm. So sweet. I can't wait to visit her. I don't know. Nope. Can I come over this weekend and visit her? Well, she'll pro- she might still be there this weekend. Yeah. If you want to come watch uh, the playoff game or something. Yeah. Come visit her. You can do that. All right, y'all. Do all the things. Go to joingmail.com. Go to Nate's uh Crashcourse.com, natescrashcourse.com. Not nateslostdog.com. Go to, go to godhatesfez.com for some merch. If you do all of that, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty.